don't get hurt because I don't believe in any side or anything like that, in my opinion. But, you know, my my like conspiracy theorist wrote us. I know. Wrote <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 I don't like talking about I believe it. <laughs> you know what? Everybody has to sell t shirts. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Also sell their bodies. We're also right about everything. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so we're just going to jump into it. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to Ebra. <laughs> this is Andy of the Ebra Podcast. And for once, I'm on location recording at Soundcheck Studios. Uh, if you are in Massachusetts and you have a chance, go to Soundcheck and catch a show because it's a fucking amazing venue that's kind of birthed out of COVID. Uh, it's upgraded so much. It's. Uh, I saw Dumpster Funk here uh, maybe two months ago. February. February? Yeah. That's all right. Time flies. And uh, when I saw Dumpster Funk, the opener was Crooked Coast and Muffin Show Guys. Hey. What's up? Thanks, Thanks for having us. Have, all right. Ben? Yes. John? Yep. Shaq? Yeah. Think about the. Yeah, that's what Zach Yeah. yeah. And Luke, right? Yep. That's right. So, uh, welcome to Show Guys. Thanks for having Thank us, you. brother. Right. Um, Thanks for coming on. We've kind of been working on this for a while. Yes. Uh, we've stopped in the craft beer cellar and we were talking, trying to get you in. Yep. And um, we were trying, because you guys have, you've been super fucking busy. Like, you yeah. had new, was it an EP or single? Or we've been, so we've been releasing um, singles, but each time we do it, it contains the previously re- released singles. So it's sort of like a waterfall release. Yep. So the last single we dropped had six songs on the EP that it came out with. Working towards an album that'll come out. Um, August 6th. Yeah, and then like last month you guys were at Boston Calling. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, so I mean, how did that come about? Yeah, that's that's kind of a wild one. Like, you mind if I go for it? it. So, uh, I was scrolling through the Instagram and I saw that um, Boston Calling, because I was following them on Instagram, had posted, like, who do you guys want to see? And so we just basically said, all right, this is a great time to like go on Instagram, get all of our friends on there and request Crooked Coast. And one thing led to another. We kind of linked up with the crew there, and yeah, eventually it uh, it happened. We played their block party that summer before, and they were like, yeah, you guys, your people blew the Instagram up. It was like, you guys and Red Hot Chili Peppers were the most requested. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Chili Peppers, they don't really draw. Like, you should probably just book us. Yeah, and it was cool. They were all there at the block party. They were like, it was almost like undercover boss because they didn't say they were the organizers, yeah. but they were serving, you know, running the beer tent and stuff. And we got to meet them all, and they were cool. And then at the end, they were like, "Well, we're the organizers," and we just yeah. stayed on them. Like, put us on the best. Like, we just stayed on them. Every time we had new music come out, we'd send it to them early and just just kept in touch. And when they said we want you guys, it was like we were yeah. to the roof. That's cool. And you guys are from the Cape, right? Is yeah, yeah. I'm from Israel originally, but yeah. yeah. Based in Cape. That's off Cape, I think. Yeah. It's a little off Cape. Yeah. I don't know. Once you go to the bridge itself. It's kind of an island. Yeah. We all, I mean, we basically all kind of grew up together. Yeah. Shaq Shaq lives in Falmouth now with us, so. Yeah. He actually lives in my basement. Yeah. I kind of did for like. Against his will. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a weird, like, Pulp Fiction vibe. Yeah. I have a chain chain that I have to, you know, there's a chain in there, and you can see the scuff marks. He gets bathroom privileges twice a day, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, like, how did the band form? Was it, like, just from high school friends, or, like? Kind of all formed or? in different, like, pieces. Like, Ben and John have been playing together since middle school or thereabouts. Then uh, <clears throat> we all started playing together about, shoot, ten almost years, 10, years, ten ago. years ago. And then, what, like, three, four years ago? Um, Shaq joined in, and uh, yeah, that was sort of like another 
it was like the next level of the band. You know, we felt we kind of hit a refresh a few years ago and just started really going for it. You know, deciding uh, let's do it, let's Maybe. put it all in and go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how would you classify your music? Like I remember, I think the theater things. I remember where I saw it. It was kind of like sort of reggae, sort of ska. So like, like what do you like? What do you fall into? Yeah. Nah. It's a bit I of a really blend. Like that. Is yeah. that, well, let me reframe that. Is that even a valid question anymore? Nowadays, no, you know, I, oh. back in I, my day, I think people do like having a reference for what they're going to hear. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I think that's fair. I, I would sh- try to say just like alternative or you know, alternative rock, or, yeah. because I mean, it's like the umbrella, so yeah. many different influences. And yeah, it's like we could tell you, but I'd rather you tell me, like, what do you hear <laughs> yeah. out of it? You know, yeah, what, what do you think we sound like? Yeah. I love how you flip that interview around. We're interviewing you now. Um, oh, he hasn't listened to us at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 Busted. I don't care. I only heard you think guys that one night, and I was like, yeah. I'm impressed. But I definitely felt it was kind of, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound something, but I don't want to. Okay. Uh, it's it's so it's suburban white guy ringgit. Okay. It's kind of like, yeah. like, maybe like elevators, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know those guys yeah, are great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, some yeah. people take that as an insult. No, I mean, no, I don't know. I think in the early days, Sublime was a huge influence. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, like, uh, one thing I'll say, too, is, uh, you know, I, my musical background is definitely more on the rock forward type of uh, yeah, then the music. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it's, I know for me, like, when, I, when we started writing together, the four of us, and um, kind of re- uh, finagling the, the music, I think. I think what ended up happening was we still retained a lot of that reggae-esque influence, but ultimately it's just like in-your-face rock, yeah. and it has a sprinkle of reggae, a sprinkle of hip hop. I uh, mean, in our, Ben and I, our old band, we were like an indie rock band. Like, I mean, I so we didn't really play reggae at all. Yeah. Until we kind of fused with Luke. And then, I mean, but I, not like I wasn't a fan of reggae. <laughs> yeah. But. And then we kind of, I mean, I grew up on like Green Day and Playboy Day 2 and that stuff, you know, so it's, that's all kind of there. So when you guys write music, like, how does that work? Is like one guy bring in like a riff or a, you know, chord progression or some lyrics? Like, yeah. Every song seems to be different. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it happens or sometimes Luke or John will have something kind of fleshed out all the way a little bit. And Sometimes I'll just come in, I'll, I'll have a chorus. Yeah, because you know Luke and I will split the lead on a song a lot, so I'll have a I'll have a chorus, no verse, and then Luke will come up with a verse or or vice, or vice versa. versa. Uh, yeah, it's all yeah. Like lately, that. it's been like kind of improv. I feel like yeah, it's yeah. Nice to just sometimes you just get in a room and just we shit out a song in like yeah. 15 minutes. Actually, one one of the last tracks that we started working on was basically that it was just us jamming out, and within maybe 30 minutes we had like a whole whole track that we just really dug. So yeah, th- I think there's and really. Yeah, that has a good ring to it. Four suburban white guys <laughs> shitting not reggae. Love it. Um, That's a I, I think there's, pause. Yeah, there's really there's really not much of a rhyme or reason other than that we always try to like make it a point to work on like the writing, whether it's however we're gonna do it. Like, I think the important thing when any like creating or building is just that you actually do it and then. The methods and everything will will sort themselves out, you know. But we we always just block off a significant amount of time to be like, let's work on new music. And sometimes you don't get much. Sometimes it comes out fast. But 
we're always working on it in one yeah. way or another. We just start like, let's put the time in and, and the songs will reveal themselves. Point, like, yeah. We've talked to tons of creative people about stuff. It's yeah. like, when it turns that corner from being fun to work, yeah. Like, how would, like, do you ever get into that point where you're like, okay, we're working on songs today, and you're just like, let's talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, know. distractions happen, but yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like we've been doing this for so long, but yeah, I, I think for me, the writing is the fun part, and like, the studio. The studio is the yeah. fun part. The work is when uh, we have to get up at fucking 8 a.m. And like to get to the show, and then we won't be back till 4 a.m. You know. Yeah. Like, Which, by it. the way, is still very fun. It's, I mean, but, it's still yeah. fun, but yeah. that's like that's like a day like that. The the best part is being on stage, and then the logistics are a fucking nightmare yeah. sometimes. You know. Yeah. One, one thing I'll say for sure on, on that note about the writing and stuff, like you know, for us, it's it's that is in large part the main outlet, right? Like, as musicians, as creative people, like, that's everything that's contained within our minds, our hearts, whatever. Like, that is the output. You know, so for us, it's, I mean, as much as it is work, it's also, like, a release. Of it, right? so yeah. yeah. We're, the writing, we're happy to do it. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. yeah. And when it's hard, you just have to remember it won't always be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you gotta, like, trust your friends and feel good enough to, like, if something's not quite working, you don't have to get too self-conscious about it. It's just like, you know what? Let's set it down, try something else, yeah. come back to it. You know, we all have enough faith in each other. I think that even if things become challenging in the writing realm, we can kind of not take it too seriously. Yeah. Want something else, you know. Well, where you guys have been together so long, especially Ben and John, like, is it more of you guys have very short hand of communicating, or is there more like, oh, this is just like 10 years ago when you picked on my friend? Like, <laughs> is it better or worse than like works together for so long? I think it does work because we wouldn't do it if it didn't. Yeah. So I don't know, like that, whatever that issue is, hadn't really come up to the point where it's like, well, I can't do this anymore. So yeah. I don't know. I guess we never hit that threshold. And, and once, didn't work. for me personally, like I've, I've been with Crooked Coast, it's like, yeah, year, it's approaching year four yep. at some point, which is kind of crazy. But, um, it, you know, for me, it's like, I think what ended up happening was we all figured out, like, how to sync up on most of this stuff like so a lot of it is not even a like a verbal thing it's just like you know ben does something and i just know where to go or you know we triangulate a lot so like a lot yeah, of threes I mean, and there's a lot of talking and stuff you know but there's i mean it, i know like when we wrote this last song i remember like we were all trying to talk because we were so excited yeah about different ideas of like how to make the song better yeah you know but I, but there is definitely like a non-verbal communication that that's happening while we're, while we're just trying to rehearse because we're not like a jammy band we don't jam yeah. but when we're writing we can we can like kind of jam through a, an idea and make it the best it can be you know because at the end of the day we want to try to write pop songs yeah you know like or like popular songs and, right, right, right. Sure. and so i think we're, we're all trying to reach that same goal so yeah do you guys feel that the music industry can have that kind of, you know, like 182 or uh, Sublime Band, and like, will anybody reach yeah. that level anymore where it's so dispersed now amongst, you know, Twitch and YouTube right. and Spotify, and it's like, it's not more central. I, I think it happened with Machine Gun Kelly all of a sudden, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I've still never heard of any yeah. of his music. He, I don't, I, he's on a band, though. He I don't know. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's yeah. A, yeah, I mean, for me, I think, yeah, look, I, if you ask me, honestly, if you asked me this like four or five years ago, I'd be like, I'd have a very like pessimistic answer, but you know but you yeah, start if you marry a Kardashian. 
<laughs> so what you're saying? Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, but I, I do think you know it's interesting because in the last few years there's been a massive resurgence of the '80s and '90s. Like you listen to the radio and it's all like these fat drum beats from the '80s, like these glistening um, uh, arpeggiators and synths and stuff. So that type of vibe is coming back. And I mean, you know, running up that hill is now like this huge yeah. What happened there? Song. What, what, what was it's that? Stranger about? Things. Oh, it's like okay. the theme song for the Stranger oh, Things. Oh so, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. uh, what Kate Bush. You drive right? your highway to the danger zone one more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Top Gun. Where, was, <laughs> was the question like, will there be bands that are so sort of ubiqu- ubiquitous yeah, in the, like in the culture, really like yeah. rock stars? Yeah. I think we're misremembering the past. I think that's better. I don't think there really was a ubiquitous one, though, because even back then, that was amidst, like, the, you mentioned Blink-182, but that was still amongst, you know, the boy bands, the yeah. Christina Aguilera, the Britney Spears. It's not a bad example because M&M was big. What you're saying, like, I think when we look at those ages, those bands that have longevity stick in our minds. You know, like yeah. Blink-182 has had a, a 25-year career, so now Green Day, you know, so they seem like they're ubiquitous, you know, but... But they're not. They but, weren't. Yeah, the they weren't that. They were so Metallica, yeah. of course, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting that you brought that point because, like, I used to listen to Metallica in junior high and no one else did. Yeah. And, like, Slayer now, like, it's everybody yeah. with Slayer shirts and, like, they probably still don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think, and I, where, where I was kind of going with it uh, before was just like, you know, a, a lot of this music, like, to, to, you know, first of all, just the style is coming back. But I think where that's going is just this idea that, like, you know, people don't want the same generic, uh, you know, overproduced, overwritten stuff. And I think that's where, like, the comeback of the band starts to come in. I think there will be a resurgence of bands and. The resurgence of like more, uh, you know, large growth, you know, uh, type of stuff, and you see like a lot of this niche music that's getting popular, you know, and I think that's a big part of that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I love that. And basically, it's not even music and anything. Like, it's all about like the niche. You can yeah. have a great career with super obscure music. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's or even, was, yeah. was this a bad place to record this podcast? What's up? <laughs> was this well, like, you know what's really funny is I recorded with um, <laughs> Gangster Grass at, uh, shit, I think it was in Austin, it's not there anymore, uh, Thunder Road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the band before them came on for soundcheck, it was three times as loud as I the guy sitting next to yeah. me. Actually, Charlie, that, that, the microphone's picked up perfect. Yeah, oh, really? Charlie, that on Thunder Road is, he, He's here. He's with oh, this place. Yeah. That's a great club, man. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, he's a big part of this. Played there a couple times, right? Yeah. I yeah. can't remember now. Yeah. So what was your what's your favorite venue to play other than Soundcheck? Yeah, we do love Soundcheck. Yeah. Uh, in, in Massachusetts, in general, yeah, or, or like, where is the one? Yeah. Place one of my favorite places. Where the best crowd is, is Ocean Mist, which we do a good amount of times. It's Ocean in Rhode Mist Island. Is awesome. yeah. Just yeah. because it's in Rhode Island, Wakefield, yeah. Rhode Island. It's I just great. like it because the stage is great, the crew is great, and it's a good sized room. Like, it's always a fun time. Even even if you're not slammed wall to wall, it's just the way that it's spaced out. It's always a fun show. Yeah. And uh, people come out. People come out for us there. I so think when you played the Sinclair, that was pretty awesome. Uh, that's a great road. Yeah, Sinclair's great. My new favorite place to see shows is um, Roadrunner. Okay. Where's that? Well, it used to be Harmonize on the Fox Bell now. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally right on the water. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw yeah. Jane's Addiction. The Pavilion in, in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I saw Jane's Addiction there like two times. Yeah. Ago. I saw it. it was 
I saw Revolution. Yeah, actually, yeah. great thing about it. So, uh, if you like Jane's Addiction, I uh, I run sound as well, and I was working. I work at City Winery. Yeah. At mixing, and I I was uh, working with Perry Farrell there a few years back, which was insane. Dude is still ripping. Holy smokes! Everything you said was a lie. Huh? I didn't hear what you said, but. Yeah. Who would it be? It's, it's, it's kind of hard because, you know, as you, you kind of said, like our genre so here can kind of be put on so many bills. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint. I mean, I... But even from a person, not just like, a, like, is there, like, one band like, shit? I, I'm a big Strokes fan. I love the Strokes. Okay. So, I mean, I love... That's, yeah. That's kind of a dream. Yeah. And that's a, that's a reach school. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know know how the crowd necessarily responded, but probably well. But I'd love the tour with Rancid. That's like one yeah. of my favorite bands. Like that just be. That'd I be love fun. the band. I've seen them live a bunch of times. Like that would just be so fucking fun. Oh, what's, what's up, dude? <laughs> oh, <my bad>. What's <laughs> up, dude? Um, yeah, but I mean that's the thing that's so interesting. Now, is I've seen so many like really interesting bands, like compilations, combinations. Touring, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Flogging Molly with um, Gogo Bertello and oh, Mariachi Band. Wow, that's <laughs> kind of lit. They killed, man. Like, they're yeah. so great. Damn. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that's the thing about music nowadays. I think people, like, because there's so much access to music, like, their music tastes are super eclectic. So you can kind of get away with a lot of different stuff, like, musically, for sure. Um, that's you know, tour. that's actually kind of one of my mantras. I love to write different sounding songs and different different genre kind of bending songs. So you sit down and be like, I'm going to write a pirate metal song today. Not it's kind of what we did actually for, for Outlaws, yeah. the, one of our yeah. songs. That, like Luke and I were in the studio and we're like, dude, let's just like make a Western right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think about so, it like that, I guess. I, I just try to write great melodies and great chord progressions and then kind of whatever the... But you don't get like a style no, not really. No. Yeah. But you can, so you can kind of make it. I mean, the style comes the, after a lot. Yeah. The style comes after a lot of the time. We'll yeah. have like the idea, the melody, the chord progression, maybe yeah. the lyrics, and then we'll say, why don't we try making this a little more like a driving rock beat? But let's fall back and make it a little more loose, you know, loose or so. You know, the style sort of sometimes it's like the last part of it. Yeah, I mean, some of the greatest songs, you know, the greatest songs can be covered in any genre, you know. Very true. Like, so yeah. they do a great dub versions of Country Roads, and they do, you know, so. Uh, do you guys know Dylan Wheaton? No. Sounds familiar, yeah. Uh, did, uh, Come On, I Leave, mean, like this. Right, right. right. He did, like, really slow and melancholy. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, awesome. They retweeted, like, his Oh, nice. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Yeah, so we try to we try to aim for that, you know, for sure. Just kind of have the idea, and then kind of broad brush, and then slowly start targeting particular types of genres or ideas. Yeah. But then eventually you have some. And so now it's like Hogan's going over. Like, are you guys looking for? Like, what you guys yeah, we'll we'll do mostly like just regional stuff throughout the summer. Stuff we has books and festival hits and club dates, and then in September we'll do some more touring. Like I think we have some anchor dates in Nashville, so tour down to Nashville and then back up. Um, yeah, just signed with a new management team, and they've been helping out with some of the touring stuff. And so, I'm 
Touring is awesome. I, I love it. I mean, there's definitely times where you're tired, you're not, you don't have the stuff at your home that makes you, you know, feel comfortable. But to get to travel with your friends, oh god, it's the best. And to get to play music, and you know, it's I love it. It's bombed up. Ben took a shit and it smells. It's true. Uh, like in the van? Yeah, yeah usually John. Uh, we kind of mix it up. John does a lot of it. I drive, so I pick yeah. the fucking music. <laughs> no, and actually we do a lot of comedy, too. Like, we'll try to mix it up and get, uh, like, it's music, you know, we're, we're doing all yeah, the time. Sometimes you drive for so long, it's just like, oh, let's just listen to fucking Louis C.K. or some shit. Or, you know, like, After the show is usually, like, a heated debate about whatever the hell's going on in the world. Like, I think the last time was gun control. <laughs> um, so, who are your favorite comics to listen to? Like, I'm a huge comic fan, like, I like I go to comedy shows like other people go to live music. So I, mean, I like love. I just saw John Mulaney. Like, oh, a couple so of I years. saw her on. Awesome. Um, awesome. I see uh, Jim Jeffries. Oh, Jim He's so funny. Uh, well, so Tom Segura. Yeah. Great. Um, kind of thinks of like someone that's like not as big. A recommendation to you about the liner show last night. It's Janet McNamara. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. So fun. That's my last name. So it's Oh, yeah. There's this guy, Stavros something. Stavos. Stavi, baby. Oh, yeah. I just watched his YouTube. It's. Stand up comedy special, yeah, that was really funny. He's pretty yeah. funny. He's got a very particular style, he's really funny. Yeah. Mark Norman is one of my favorites, too. I don't know if I'm for him. You should look him up. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. So, uh, it seems like there's a lot of cross appreciation between comics and music. Yeah. Do you think it's the performance aspect or just kind of the same? I think it's the expressive the, aspect. A little bit of a background of how this happens. So, I went to my producer. And I was like, hey man, I want to start a podcast about art. Because art, visual, that's stupid. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and uh, then I saw the interview. It wasn't even an interview. It was a conversation yeah. between Louis C.K., Chris Brock. Like Seinfeld. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. And Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, that's what I'm talking to people about. Like, why they do it, why they're Right. So that's kind of how this whole thing came. But it's just a little bit more. I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's a, a very similar. So, as a, so know, man. Hey. What's up, man? How are you? This is the owner, we let him do this. You let the owner do that. That was the owner, Soundtrack. Coming in hot. So, for those of you who don't know, we're sitting in the green room and we're currently getting violated in a personal space. But uh, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, the appreciation between comics and music. I think there's probably some, like, uh, we each like envy each other a little bit. Like, you see a comic and you're like, damn, they can just go up there with nothing. Yeah. But a microphone and entertain a group of people and have them held there for 45 minutes or whatever. Like, imagine that. And then the comics are probably like, look at those guys, man. They don't have to, like, worry if the joke's going to hit. They already got the hooks in yeah. there and they can just yeah. fucking rock it. And people for are sure. dancing oh, and I, moving. And, like, it's you know? not the same, too. You know, it's like when you're a stand-up, you're a comic. It's yeah. just you're, 
advertising yourself. I mean, it's just, I mean, it could be, you know, a, a caricature of yourself, but yeah. you are basically... You are the persona. Yeah, you are the... So if they, you know, if you're, if they don't like your performance, they don't, they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's very similar. That's an interesting point, is, like, how much of it is a persona? Because even from, like, a podcast standpoint, I didn't realize, like, how much acting is involved. Like, yeah. There'll be days where, like... Um, this is not, don't do that, it's not fit. But some days I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy. Yeah, right, right. And you have to be like, hey, what's yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah. I, mean, right. I think well, it's definitely well, about acting. I think a lot of it, too, is, uh, you know, I mean, sure, acting in, in a certain, like, very direct sense, but it is based on, like, in the same way that a good movie is, like, like when a good movie is based on a true story, yeah. it's got to be somewhat accurate, right? So when you're, you know... So it's living in this persona, it's an extension yeah. of who you are, really. Yeah, like, you Andrew know? Dice Clay isn't really like that, I don't think. You think he is? No, I'm pretty sure he was like a regular kind of guy, and then he stumbled onto like this persona that he was doing, and that yeah, became his right. entire act. He's like Larry the Cable Guy is not Larry right. the Cable Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, not I mean, actually a cable. Uh, I, 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 Interesting. Yeah, so don't let him near your own fucking fiction. Yeah, I was going So, wait, is he not homophobic? Yeah, he used to do like a Seinfeld thing, right? Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, I don't know. Like I've seen some of the er- like early '90s where he like has the pop collar polo and he's doing like trying to trying to do a Seinfeld kind of clean comedy. Yeah. And it wasn't really working for him. Well, I'm a lot older than you guys. I remember uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. He is super funny. Like now, like yeah. Yeah. Like, once he dropped that kind of ah. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Who's the other guy? Kinnison. I feel like he kind of got that from him a little bit. Yeah. 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 And just to like round the edges off, like, you know, for us, we're very lucky because, you know, we kind of get to, to be who we are doing what we do. Like, we don't have to really, like, alternatively promote anything, you know, like, when you, like, when, if you go to our Instagram, like, you know, a lot of the times we'll do these skits and whatever, and it's literally just based on, like, an immediate conversation that we have. They're like, what do you got? What do you got? You know, right. we'll just talk about random ideas, and it's like, not really forced. Yeah, well, but, but if you but, like, but if you I, fake I, it for like the first thirty seconds of a song, you'll get there. You'll get Looks there. good on you though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but I sometimes even but I've been physically ill when we play. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and yeah, I wouldn't even that, call that. Like, that'd be the only time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I would differentiate too between performing and and um, like playing a persona, right? Like you, even when you're doing great, you still have to show up and perform, right? And it's like even in athletics, like in sports, you know, it doesn't matter, like you know, your particular condition of the day, like you still have to go out on the court and perform or on the field and perform. So I think, you know, we're lucky with what we do where it's like our personas, you know, are just basically ourselves and then we just go on stage and do what we do, you know? Yeah, even if you're not feeling it, you just start doing it and then you'll you'll start. Yeah, yeah, you love it. It it locks in. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, John? I just said, what if you don't want to be yourself? Wow. <laughs> perfect. I would, when you don't That's have to. That's a perfect yeah. segue yeah. into yeah. nothing. <laughs> That's like a tool thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Slipknot. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Or Slipknot is a good one. Oh, we like the Gorillas. That's the other band. Oh, the Gorillas. Yeah, the Gorillas is great. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. So you guys are, you guys are dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm still... I'm still waiting on that. So we'll, we'll get that. He's, like, he's actually my son. <laughs> yeah, Papa. So how has that changed the music for you? Or has it changed? I don't... I mean, it probably changes everything in your mind a little bit. Like, you do have some kind of shift. But then, I don't think there's been any, any like, distinct change in our music or sound. I think for me, it made it like me just want to 
make music more to be away from the children. And, um, no, no, it, it made me realize like how important it was because you do have to like pare down what you're doing with your life once you're responsible yeah, for children. Yeah. So if you're like, this is actually something I want to do and spend like a significant amount of my time and energy doing, then I better be like serious about it because my your time is the only thing you can't Valuable. get more of. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, for me, it made it just the band feel that much more like important and special. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, this it is it made me want to double down. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. You know, you always hear about those people like, yeah, man, I used to have a band, but then, you know, I had kids. So, you know, I just got a job. I'm like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what the hell else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> but, but some some guys do really ramping up there <laughs> some guys will like they'll use it as an excuse for shit they don't really want to do they'll be like oh bro I'd love to go rock climbing you know me but like my wife won't let me the kids like you don't want to go rock climbing like, yeah, yeah exactly. anyone, stop it yeah. don't, don't throw your family under the bus for yeah. that and from an, for me like as an observer of you know three other parents here like it's interesting to see that there's a, almost a certain level of like a new inspiration too because you know you, you now have this like like a creature that you have to nurture and take care of. I think there's a lot of inspiration in that too. <laughs> I, I don't I don't disagree with him though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's a nice inspiration. Right. That's just like You can't have one. Yeah, I'm not gonna hire you. Yeah. I'm not gonna hire you. Yeah. I don't even listen to this. Yeah. I can't wait to tell my kid to, to carry some of my shit. Like, <laughs> my dream. Hey, fucking grab this. And um, not pay him at all. I already ended up showing musical interest. I don't even know how old. Obviously, yours is tiny. Yeah. Uh, she's just learning to like grab things right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just my emotions. Yeah. My son's almost two, so he was just playing the drums the other day. Yeah. Not well at all, so I made sure to yell at him to make sure that he can reinforcement. Yeah. 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 My, yeah, my, yeah. Tough love, tough love. My older daughter's almost five, and she's definitely likes music, likes listening to it, mostly like My Little Pony music, and she'll like make up, like rhymes and stuff. She's definitely more like into words, lyrics. My one-year-old, she just dances and smiles. You know? Yeah. So they're both. Maybe the one-year-old will be the drummer. The older one will be like the lyricist or something. You know. It's always interesting to see them grow up. My son has music, so I went out to school, and then he's like, "I think I'm gonna be a chemistry teacher." Yeah. But all all kids like music. Like I. Um, my daughter goes to a co-op uh, preschool, so you have to go a couple times a year and be like the teacher helper. And I'm noticing like all kids are musicians. There's no differentiate. They all sing, they all dance, all kids are artists. There's no, it's just part of being a human being. Somewhere down the line, you kind of split up. You're like, oh, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not well, a musician, I, think, I don't do that. I'm not an artist, but yeah. we all are, that's part yeah. of it. Well, I think what happens is that, like I think over time, you know, people get, um, kind of lose the capability for vulnerability in many ways like that's what this in my opinion like distinguishes you know artists from non-artists when you grow up with kids they don't understand the difference they're just like a hundred percent vulnerable all the time you know that's just they're, they're kids they're, there is nothing else to them in the world so yeah, there's this great book called uh, everything i need to know in kindergarten yeah. yeah and he talks about how in kindergarten everybody can dance everybody yeah can sing, everybody exactly can draw. right exactly right nobody can 
Yeah. Yeah, you lose yeah. that that touch. And some kids, you know, like I know for me, I I was also lucky because my parents are are in music, so I always had it around me and I had that uh, support. But um, I think you know a lot of kids just kind of like to lose that spark at a certain form of it and, and it's natural it happens yeah. but you know i was a kid that like that's all i ever wanted to do it, 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 like any time i'd like i would like just not hang out with my friends i'd go home play the drums go home play the guitar like that's just some people just like that's what they they just can't let it go and yeah. here we are still doing yeah. it so what was that like original spark that like you guys go oh shit i have to do that like what was the first thing you heard you're like i want to be like, oh. Yeah, for me it was amazing. Probably, yeah, probably saw. You mentioned Blink-182 earlier. I think everyone, we all saw the "What's My Age Again" video. We're like, that looks like the funnest thing in the world. Like, let's do that. For me, it was uh, I. I'm from Israel originally, like I said, and actually I moved here from Canada, so I was in Canada for a while too. And when I was there, I think I was in like fourth grade. I I, when I moved uh, from Israel, I heard uh, "American Idiot." Mm-hmm. by Green Day, the, the album for the first time, and I, like, lost my shit. And, and from that day, I was like, Mom, I'm getting a drum set, I want a drum set. And I learned the whole thing top-down, like, shittily. But, and your parents, oh, you see your parents were... Yeah, we're all, they're all in music. They they were, I mean... I feel like most parents are like, well, I want to... No, God, like, God bless them, honestly. <laughs> like, actually, I started on yeah. drums. I, I played drums for a long time before I played guitar. Yeah. And I did the same thing with Anima of the State. Yeah. I got a shitty drum set. I learned it, you know, really badly because Travis Barker is an awesome drummer. Yeah. yeah. But that was like, that's like, you know, I never... I practiced every fucking day. Yeah. You know, we, we, our band played in my parents' basement. My parents liked it because they knew we were there and we yeah, were somewhere they, else. Yeah, they knew your Eventually, they yeah. just stole their beer you know, <laughs> when we got to that age yeah. of like, what, 15? Yeah, his dad kept fireworks and Lots like expensive wine in a closet. <laughs> like, what could go wrong? One time, I, I took we took this like hundred dollar bottle of wine, unbeknownst to me. Yeah. Because it looked the shittiest, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was so fucking livid. Oh my god. Not not because we were drinking, because it was like the, it was the most expensive. Yeah, it was like hidden in the back. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good jam spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about you, Luke? What was that? Uh, me and my brother used to dance around the house to, uh, my parents had some old vinyl. We put on, like, the ones I remember first were Bob Seger, and then, um, they had the one, Bruce Springsteen, the album with Born in the USA on it. Yeah. And I think just that fucking synth riff and that drum beat that kicks off Born in the USA, yeah. I think, for, I think, honestly, I think that maybe be like, I think I want to do this. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Sad. Oh, you can wear a bandana too? Like, yeah. That's what I'm going to do when I go. I'm not. I gave up on certain dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they're getting pretty loud. We're almost in like 40 minutes yeah. right now. Yeah. Wow. So, that went fast. Uh, so, I'm going to ask one question that I love to ask people. It's like my favorite bar question to ask. Yeah. And I'll tell you mine. But like, what is the concert that you've gone to that you're most ashamed to say Mine was Yanni. That's awesome. Trying to think the worst. Yeah, it's something I'd, I'm not really ashamed to have gone anywhere really. Yeah. Anything I've done, but like, I def- yeah, definitely seen some terrible acts. Yeah. We played a gig one time in Worcester that was absolutely horrible. 
And I saw some real freaks there. I doubt they're even playing. Hey, I don't know. That's it's not going anywhere. God, I, I don't really regret going to any shows. You know, like I'm trying to think of a weird act I've seen. The Magician. Oh, God. This guy, he was all strung out, and he was trying to uh, find opiates from us, and we were like, well, that's kind of weird. And then he, like, we were on this variety show on uh, uh, Pawtucket uh, Public Broadcasting, and the guy was insulting the guest who was, like, the head of the Red Cross. It was right when the Haiti earthquake happened. So he's on there trying to fundraise, and this is just insulting him for some reason, and the guest. And then he completely blew his uh, big finale. <laughs> It was basically like Joe from Arrested Development. Yeah, it was, oh, it was peak yeah. cringe. Yeah. So yeah, that was awful. Uh, you got one? Yeah. I mean, it's not one particular artist, but way back, I went to like this KISS 108 concert that was at Gillette, and they kind of split Gillette in half, and that's like like half the stadium. So it's you're talking about like, this, you know, what should have been 30,000 people, and it was kind of like this raggedy concert like not a lot of people were there the artists were kind of like not having a good time yeah. the sound was terrible so that was kind of like I thought, I thought it was a shame that it was just more of like what why did i even do this yeah. yeah i uh i bought tickets to see everlast years ago and i i liked him at the time and now looking back i feel like everlast is a little cringy and his set was fucking horrible. I remember sitting there being like, I think I could do it better than he is right now. Like yeah. these songs. But The Roots, it was a co-headline with The Roots. The Roots were like out of this world. Yeah. They made up for it. And then flash forward like 10 years later, me and John did an acoustic set opening up for Everlast. And he was such a dickhead. Oh, really? Like, what a such a dick. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I think I was right to be like, yeah. And if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> you can yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the perfect time for to do like the promo shits. Like, where, where can people go to listen and find out? Everything just at Crooked Coast. Everything. Spotify, Crooked Coast. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Send me mail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all at Crooked Coast. We're easy to find. We're the only Crooked Coast out there. Um, and, Allegedly. Yeah, CrookedCoast.com. You get all the links there. Um, we post a lot to our Instagram, you know, if you want to find out about events happening and stuff. We're but, influencers, uh, you know. I think yeah, the band actually just finally stopped, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told, I told you about that time that I was interviewing that. Yeah. Right? yeah. The second I packed up, they stopped. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. So, Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, you should never have them on. Yeah, we're never going to have Hitchhiker. Are you going to do them right after we go? No. Uh, <laughs> that guy. Really? <laughs> dead, dead to me. <laughs> Right. But no, I hope you guys have a great show. Tonight. Thank you so thanks, much. Thank you for coming on. And I wish you no, thank you. Oh, it was our pleasure. Thanks for having us. That yeah. was a fast 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's it. well, we okay, well, hey, it's about 40. Okay, wow. I spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> thank you guys so much and uh, have a great show. And we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.